In this episode, you will discover how to identify your triggers to massively reduce IBS symptoms. Welcome to Gut Reactions, a podcast helping women to break free from symptoms, master their gut health and reclaim their lives. Here we talk all things IBS and absolutely nothing is off the table. I'm your host, Otavia, a nutritional therapist, and you guessed it, I'm an IBS warrior myself. In this podcast, we'll talk about the impact IBS has on our daily lives, how we can live well with IBS, and most importantly, how we could heal our IBS symptoms for good. Because let's be honest, living with IBS can be a little bit shit. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Gut Reactions. I am your host, Otavia, and this week we are talking about three coping strategies for living with IBS. So by the end of this episode, you will know how to overcome the emotional blocks and stress caused by IBS, why identifying your triggers is essential in reducing your IBS symptoms, and how to manage IBS in everyday life. And at the end of the episode, we are also going to be talking about another famous person who lives with IBS. And this is a person who has... um, a career in the performing arts industry and we're going to be looking at how that impacted their life and their well-being very famous in the UK if you're from the UK um just to kind of normalize that people loads of people have IBS and it's not kind of specific to us like there are people and famous people who experience it too just want to kind of normalize that a little bit for you and the fact that this is kind of like a silent battle that a lot of people are facing but we're going to look at kind of the experiences they had and the issues they had with performing live on stage with IBS. I mean, can you think of anything worse? But before that, let's get into the top tips. So let's look at the ways to identify and manage emotional blocks and stress caused by IBS. This might be something that you're very, very aware of and that you can feel the levels of stress and anxiety that you have or maybe it's low mood but you know the emotional reaction and response you have to having to live every single day of your life with IBS and the issues that that causes us in terms of you know just not being able to move through life with ease having to think about what you're eating all the time where you're going where the nearest toilet is like feeling uncomfortable that kind of stuff can obviously cause quite a big emotional impact in us so with that being said what (laughs) what do we do about it let's have a look something that can be It feels counterintuitive, but that is actually one of the most powerful things that you can do, that you can start doing right now, is something called radical acceptance. This is a kind of like a psychology term or psychology approach, which looks at basically what it says, (laughs) radically accepting the situation you're in right now. Now, that might sound a bit counterintuitive in terms of, well, I don't want to accept that I've got IBS. This is something that I want to get rid of, of course, like that. The two aren't mutually exclusive, right? You can look at getting rid of the IBS and managing those symptoms and starting to learn how to reduce them. But while you have the symptoms ongoing and whilst you're embarking on that journey, implementing something like radical acceptance is so, so key in changing your experience of living with IBS and also in reducing the symptoms themselves. So why is that and what do I mean by that? If you're living in a state of constant, you know, either high level or low level stress or frustration or confusion, any of those kind of negative feelings that you can definitely have, especially linked to health symptoms, all that leads to is a rejection of self and a rejection of the situation and trying to resist the reality of your situation. Now, I'd argue that that actually can be more painful and more difficult than living with the symptoms themselves. You might disagree, but just think of it this way. If you were to 
to radically accept the situation you're with and start to work with your gut and with your symptoms and allow them to be there and have space and time to kind of cater for them, if that's the right, right way of phrasing it, then it's not so much the emotional reaction you're having to it and the stress and the frustration as it is just managing the symptoms themselves. If you could live your life in a way that completely revolved around your IBS, think about how, and I know that's not possible for a lot of people, and that's why we're also looking at ways to manage the IBS and reduce symptoms, right? But if you could, if you could live in a state of allowing your gut to be as it is while you're working on healing it, imagine the reduction in stress you would experience. But a lot of us don't do this. And it's completely understandable. And trust me, I get it. Because you've probably lived with this for a prolonged period of time. You don't understand what the fuck is going on, basically, why you're experiencing this. You've probably hit roadblocks. You've probably hit, you know, uh, the constant same script from health professionals saying, I'll just try this thing or just try that thing. Or there's nothing wrong with your stool test or there's nothing more you can do. You have to live with it. Of course, that's going to put you in a place of disempowerment and therefore stress and frustration is, you know, a couple of emotions that are inviting to feel in that situation. When you have those emotions, however, that all that does is drive the negative feelings of living with IBS and also can drive symptoms. Because obviously we've spoken before, right, about how stress can impact the gut. I mean, if we look at the nervous system, it's literally interlinked with the gut. So when your nervous system is um, in a stress state, it, it's, it's literally woven into the into the gut. We'll do an episode on this. We'll look at the vagus nerve. It's quite interesting. But the vagus nerve regulates our nervous system in terms of are we stressed or are we relaxed? If you're stressed and you're constantly worried or frustrated, those little neurons that are linked in with your gut are going to be sending stress signals to your gut. And what do you think that's going to do? Invite those symptoms to flare up even further, right? It's going to impact your digestion, your absorption, bloating, all of that kind of stuff. So this is why it's really important to practice radical exception. And radical exception is just aggressively, <laughs> aggressively accepting your reality and working with your reality to reduce the kind of uh, resistance that you feel around it. And remember, what you resist tends to persist. But how do we do that? How do we do that? I mean, one part of that is obviously knowing that you're on an IBS healing journey and that you're approaching it with curiosity. Because when we're in a state of pain, such as living with IBS, especially if you've had lots of knockbacks from health professionals, you feel like you're not getting anywhere. It's really, really, really difficult. I completely get that. To feel um you know to not feel frustrated basically but if you can approach it with curiosity and start looking at your symptoms and your experiences with curiosity and, and try and think okay what is my body trying to tell me you don't have to come up with the answer just open that part of your mind that's curious about it because then the answers may come to you as you start to you know continue well as you continue this journey and we continue this journey together but in turn of doing that and in term of in term <laughs> can't speak in turn whilst you accept your symptoms and accept your reality and you change your mindset it reduces the frustration and in turn again it can help to reduce your symptoms because you're not going to be constantly triggering the stress response and triggering your gut with the stress response so another thing to remember with this is that as we're going to discuss at the end of the episode, you know, with this famous person who is a performer and has to, you know, experience IBS whilst they're live on stage. You know, it, it, IBS is so common or IBS symptoms, at least, are so, so common. It's not just you. You're not on your own. It's like a secret. It's like a secret taboo that people don't talk about. But I guarantee you, as soon as you start talking about experiencing IBS, 
it's like a domino effect someone else will say they've experienced that somebody else has this and somebody else has that and it's like oh god this is actually quite i don't want to say normal in terms of it should be that way but it's quite regular ironically because <laughs> it's not regular when you get ibs but you will start to realize that this isn't some great big thing that just you're dealing with it's something that a lot of people experience and therefore it normalizes it therefore you can look at okay if this is something that other people are experiencing i'm not on my own and so what's the cause of it right so that's the first thing the, the first tip first that we're looking at in terms of how to manage emotional um, distress around ibs radical acceptance write that one down so top tip number two is looking at why identifying your triggers is essential in reducing your symptoms okay so this might again seem like what do you mean if i knew what my triggers were then i'd be avoiding them obviously yeah that's a fair point but a lot of us as we've just kind of discussed come to ibs and experience ibs in a way that is um i don't know sometimes it's quite frantic sometimes it's frustrated sometimes it's stressed and it makes it very difficult to see the woods through the trees when you're in that place but as i said in terms of if you are able to just try it even if it's just five minutes or just half an hour i don't know approach it with curiosity and just practice getting into that mind state because it is a mind state shift and that is something that takes practice like it's not just something that happens overnight you wake up and be like okay today i'm just going to be curious about my ibs <laughs> obviously not when it's having a very real impact in your life but if you can start to actively practice that then you will start to see that you're able to identify things a little bit differently so oh, okay i had this flare up here what was going on then what what was the issue okay so i <laughs> this is a perfect example I went out of the weekend and it was uh, my birthday and I was drinking and I was like, oh my God, I am having such a bad reaction to alcohol. I felt like my insides were on fire. Maybe that's a bit dramatic, but I'm allowed to be dramatic. <laughs> I did practice radical acceptance, but I was also like, why am I I'm feeling quite indigested? And this, I don't get indigestion. What's going on? I was like, oh my God, maybe I now can't drink alcohol. Started freaking out in my head and I thought, okay, just stop for a minute and just approach this with curiosity because this has never happened before. It's not something that tends to happen, right? So I just stopped and thought, what is different today than any other day that I drink alcohol? <laughs> and then I realised, oh, it's because um, I was wearing like gym shorts under my skirt because I was wearing a very short skirt. And I was like, oh, maybe it's my gym shorts because they're compressing, obviously, my abdomen. Yep, that's what it was. And then as soon as they were gone, I was fine. I was like, oh, okay, okay. Well, now I'm wearing a very short skirt, but at least I'm not feeling indigestion. So do you see how kind of just approaching something with curiosity, it just takes you out of that panic state? Then you can think, oh, what was the trigger? I, I, usually if I drink, you know, I don't drink very often, but when I do, I don't get this. Oh, it's actually because there's something else that maybe if I hadn't have approached it with curiosity, I would have been looking at it through panicky stress, frustration. Oh my God, now I can't drink alcohol and catastrophizing, right? But if you approach it with curiosity, it just lowers that um, stress response. And then you can actually identify, oh, the trigger was wearing ridiculously tight gym shorts under my skirt, which was good for something, but obviously not good for my digestion. So that's why I'm saying to become in sync with your triggers and to start to understand where your symptoms are coming from, you can approach it with curiosity. So another thing that you can do in terms of trying to identify your triggers is maybe just kind of when you're approaching them with curiosity, maybe just write down your symptoms like, oh, this day I had this and this day I had this. If they're very interchangeable um, or or even actually if they're quite stable, say you, you have always have um, bloating and constipation, 
you can note those down and then if you see a change in it you can see what happened there or maybe it's because I did more exercise or I drank more water or I had more uh, fiber in my diet or something like that that my symptoms then change that's going to be another little indicator that puts you one step closer to identifying and understanding what's going on and what your triggers are you can pick out common themes so a common things I mean in terms of are there certain times where symptoms are the most severe or are there certain situations where symptoms are most severe so that could be if you eat after 9pm this is another thing I've been doing this week I'm all over the place I'm all over the shop this week guys I've been eating going to the gym and eating after after 8pm between 8 and 9 and that's 8pm is usually my cutoff time you know we've spoken about the 12 hour fasting rule of like dinner no later than seven breakfast no earlier than seven right so you get 12 hours away and I notice it so easily when I'm eating after 8pm the next day my gut's no good and that's fine because I've decided to eat that and I'm, and I'm I'm deciding to behave in the engage in those behaviors but if you can start to notice situations in which your symptoms tend to fluctuate or become more severe that will then help you to identify what the trigger is right it's like whittling it down and each time you identify even the slightest smallest change like wearing gym shorts or like where you know eating after 8 p.m that will help you put you it's like laying another brick in the road you know towards ibs recovery so you don't need to know it all right now it's just starting to identify these little things that influence your gut and you know get to know your gut (laughs) take it out to dinner but i mean what is your gut telling you is it that you suffer a lot of indigestion is it loose stools is it bloating is it constipation what's the most predominant one and if they if they're you know in, interlaced and you have all the different ones okay well when do they tend to you know when is one symptom most predominant once you identify this you can look at um you know we'll do an episode looking at te- techniques specifically for each one so we've got episodes on how to manage bloating we'll look at ones in terms of like how to manage indigestion um constipation loose stools that kind of stuff but just get to know your symptoms and how they're specific to you because your ibs journey and symptoms will be completely different to a lot of other people with ibs so it's really important to get to know how it manifests for you and then alongside this you can also look at like we said links patterns triggers so um is it when you're stressed is it when you don't sleep very well is it when you travel or when you eat too late at night or drink too much alcohol define too much i don't know but you know you can look at what are the patterns and what are the triggers yeah and that and that can help you obviously start to decide not to engage in those triggers if you can if it's something like travel obviously we you know we did a podcast episode about that a couple of episodes ago that looked at how to reduce ibs flare-ups when you travel or when you go on holiday so you know make use of that episode but not only this but it actually helps you to preempt any triggers and reduce the symptoms that you have in the future so if you're able to identify triggers and you know yeah i can't wear gym shorts for more than two hours at the gym or uh, i can't drink espresso martinis as was what my poison was on on saturday or i can't um eat past 8 p.m or i know if i eat chocolate this happens if you can preempt these triggers or i know when i travel if i eat too much then my belly bloats or whatever it might be you can reduce the impact of the triggers if you decide to engage in them or you have no choice but to engage in them such as when you're traveling right you can start to look at ways to manage it so either just don't eat the chocolate don't drink the alcohol if you if you don't want to or if it's something like traveling for example you can look at things like increasing your hydration doing active relaxation so things like 
um, progressive muscle relaxation or deep breathing anything that can help to reduce the stress that traveling has um you know and if it's something like you're not drinking enough water when you're traveling you're taking a flight obviously um keeping hydrated is going to be really important right so in terms of identifying your triggers it's just ways to manage your triggers if you can't avoid them or avoid them if you can but for the final part of this episode we're looking at (laughs) what we said at the top of of the episode was we were going to look at how to manage ibs in everyday life right so whilst this is ongoing and whilst you're on this journey of you know towards ibs freedom and you're laying one brick down at at the time to get to the gates of ibs freedom what about in the meantime we've looked at radical acceptance we've looked at managing triggers what can we do practically though what can you do practically today to manage your life around ibs Think of IBS sort of like as having a dog. <laughs> you know, when people get a dog, it's like I have to live and manage my life around this dog, sort of like a child. That's kind of kind of what it's like with IBS to a certain extent, where you can, right? So obviously, in terms of things that you can do practically, this will look different for you versus the next person based on you know your symptoms specifically, what you're needing to plan around, what your life looks like, what your work life looks like, what your home life look like looks like, all that kind of stuff. But let's just take a few examples. If it's something like needing the toilet a lot and you have to go and work in an office or you have to go out into the community to work or you're not working from home, something that can be really helpful is identifying safe toilets. Now, this can be either inside or outside the building. Let's just talk about the fucking ridiculous situation of toilets in the UK. And I'm going to assume in other places, right? Why on earth? maybe I I mean I hope to god this is different for you but why like in my last job where I worked the toilets were it was a room with three toilets in with just slabs of wood between you know quote-unquote cubicles they ain't cubicles mate like you can hear the person next to you peeing is there anything more embarrassing than listening to the operations director of your <laughs> your company or like a colleague next to you or whoever it is going to the loo while you're going to the loo with no noise in there it's so awkward if that's what your toilet setup is like at work, identify safe toilets outside. Maybe there's a Starbucks down the road. Oh, we don't want Starbucks. Ignore that. We're not going to Starbucks. But maybe there's a cafe down the road that has, you know, more private toilets or um, a petrol station that has more private toilets. I don't know. But somewhere where you can go that's not so stressful to need to use a toilet, right? And just kind of try and plan that into your day. You, I know this might sound like, okay, great, I can't live my life around IBS. You really need to try to, the radical acceptance thing, accept that to an extent, if you can shift your day around your IBS just to allow it a little bit, that's going to have a massive impact on how you experience it and make it less um, burdensome, right? But in terms of, you know, using toilets, things like that, you can plan quiet times the toilet get to know the busy times that people go to the loo (laughs) toilet traffic very interesting I mean don't sit there counting people going to the loo but just get to know sort of like "Mm, is this a good time to go am I going to feel more comfortable there if it's something like you're going away on holiday as we discussed in the holiday episode look at airbnbs or hotels that look like it's going to have you know privacy for the toilet um get sound systems for the loo to help you relax but also to make it not so horrendously quiet in there Um, if it's things like bloating that you experience and it's a day-to-day kind of issue for you when you're traveling around look at implementing the 12 hours between meals fasting rule the 80 percent rule are you using things like digestive enzymes and probiotics to help with this to reduce the bloating 
are you relaxing before meals? Because if you don't relax before meals, you're going to blow. <laughs> Trust me. So just looking at ways to kind of, you know, first identify what symptoms are the main ones for you, the situation where they're going to cause you issues and ways to manage that. So that's how to manage it, you know, practically in everyday life. So a couple of suggestions there. But what about this famous person who has IBS? This just goes to show that you literally have no clue. Like you, you, you could be looking at someone who have really bad IBS. You'd have no idea. And people probably have no idea that you have it either. But we need to normalise it that people experience it so often. So do you know the X factor? I'm guessing you do. If you live in the, the UK, you probably know Alexandra Burke, who was, um, I think she was the winner or was she the runner up? Don't know. Um, but she was either the winner or the runner up of The X Factor. And she actually appeared on a um, daytime morning TV show in the UK talking about her debilitating battle with IBS. And she would, you know, say how the condition left her, you know, suffer suffering agonising cramps, even when she was performing on stage. She felt like she was, you know, she actually said it got to the point where she felt like it was um, completely out of, out of control and like an out of body experience. I mean, imagine standing up on stage and having to worry about having IBS. That is actually awful and like my idea of hell. But she also felt like she had this constant feeling of needing to go to the loo, which then in turn left her with crippling anxiety over what she could eat. You know what we were talking about before, constantly overanalyzing, worrying all the time because she feels so disempowered by it and out of control. So she would actually avoid not eating as well. No, hold on, that made no sense. She would avoid eating um, because like the pain after being after eating and being on stage and obviously this is not like the answer that's just something that she tried but if you don't eat then <laughs> I mean you need to eat right and it can also make it worse because if you're feeling stressed and then you're not eating like it's just going to cause you more to be in more of the stress state right but she um, you know she's she's opened up about how she felt shame around the symptoms and didn't want to reach out for help because like it's stigmatized isn't it like it's embarrassing we we're weird about toilets here and we're weird about bowel um movements i mean i'm not i talk about it every day with clients literally every day and it's not embarrassing to me but the more you talk about it the more it's like yeah everyone does it mate <laughs> like everyone does it and some people struggle with it more than others like let's just normalize it so don't let the shame and the stigma stop you from integrating some kindness and compassion in your life to manage your life with ibs and I mean, Alexandra Burke's a very glamorous lady. So, you know, she can do it. We can do it too. Um, yeah, that's the top three tips for living with IBS. Um, so in this episode, what we have learned is uh, how to overcome emotional blocks and stress caused by IBS. Remember the radical acceptance technique. Why identifying your triggers is essential in reducing your IBS. And how to manage IBS in everyday life. And as always, guys, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you um, subscribe and follow the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And I'll see you next time. Bye.